Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 78, and this is the Gappy Awards. I'm seven, wow, he's seven, I'm Tommy. I have an identity crisis. Uh, <laughs> You've um, had the identity crisis since that trade, huh? You still can't find your footing. I can't find my footing, I am shook. Um, and Lindor could not be happier to get out of here, it seemed. All from, smiles. From his Instagram, he could not be happier to be out of Cleveland. And, and, and it's almost like I called this all along and said, actually, I, I bumped it on my Twitter because I was looking through my old tweets. And I, 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 I had this in February of this year. I said, look at how Indians fans view Tommy before he came back and still view Everwell. Guys that selfishly chase, the fans view him as guys that selfishly chase money over a championship. Francisco Lindor is aware of how important public perception is. He wants to be the guy that says, I wanted to be there, but they didn't treat me fairly. And wouldn't you know it, in his introductory press conference, he says, I liked Cleveland. I wanted to be there. But they didn't have the resources to keep me there. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes, well, <laughs> Seven, it's it's hard being right all the fucking time. I know, I, I, I understand. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a hard thing to respond to. I put you in a corner there. <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive, but at the same time, a little humble brag there thrown my way. No, um, don't even be supportive, because it's bullshit. No, I don't even be supportive. You know, give what? me your honest opinion. I, I think, Lind, I don't think Lindor actually wanted to be in Cleveland. Absolutely not. If we're being honest, and if you look at what they've done to that team in the past year and a half now, it's and we talked about it last episode at length. So I'll, I'll briefly summarize: if you keep trading away your star players and and you know fan favorite players at that rate and that magnitude it's just going to alienate the players that still are on this team uh so i wouldn't be surprised if jose ramirez is start, is trying to get out now at this point because at some point they're gonna have to pay him too and uh he's he's making the most money on the team i believe right now so you have to assume that dolan's looking to get rid of that contract too dude i feel so bad for francis or not francis going i feel great for him for Shane Bieber and for Jose Ramirez, because they are both just such outstanding talents. They're both not making what they're worth, and they both deserve so much better than what they're going to experience in the 2021 season. Yep, that's it's too bad too, um, especially now because, I mean, the timing is everything. Because Manfred, uh, we'll get into him later, but 
Manfred just came out and he said that the team should be expecting a 162 game season and everything to start on time. So it's not like fans are gonna have to deal with this for a 60 game sprint. Uh, you're you're stuck with this team for a while and you get your first taste of a full full season, 162 games of uh, replacement level talent with two studs like Bieber and Ramirez. So uh, all the luck in the world to you, but I, I don't see Ugh. this team competing. It, they're, they're not gonna. There's no way they compete. No. Say what you want about our rotation, and the rotation is good. The rotation's still, I think, top 10 in baseball. I would say it's still top 10. I just think the, the problem you're going to have, because this isn't a thing like the Rays where the Rays have good young talent. The, and I'm not saying the Indians have no talent, but the Indians are so far under what where they should be right now in terms of what they're going to be putting out on offense. The, the rotation can only take you so far. It's one thing yeah, to limit runs. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and like I, I think the offense isn't going to score nearly enough to to to, to – to sh- make the the rotation shine the way it should, you know what no, I mean. No, and it's it's unfair to expect the rotation to like all these starters to give you length every fifth day now um, because the bullpen isn't any. It, the bullpen's still a, a huge weakness in my eyes, and the fact that they DFA'd Brad Hand before all of this nonsense it just shows where they think they're going to be, and you know they're it still. It shows what's important. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's this is just not. This is not a, a good or a well-oiled machine. It's not a great architected team, um, and we talked we talked about it with how bad their uh, payroll situation is. So, um, I don't... I will say though I, I needed that episode and listening back, it was one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. So so thank you for giving me the platform to do that. That was very fun. Yeah, no, uh, laugh at your pain and somebody kill you. <laughs> Uh, that was such a good outro. I loved that. And we're going to get into that later. Um, <laughs> it is the Gappy Awards. We are we, 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 we teased it. We, we, we dangled it out. And like the State Farm guy with the dollar, we took it away and said, you got to be quicker than that because the Indians were idiots. Um, but now we're here. This is the Gappy Awards. Um, and Seven, I see you're not wearing your, your, your suit. No, because I still can't go to Chili's, so until then, um, I'm just, you know. You stand in solidarity with those Chili's workers? I do, yeah, and I think I found God in that Chili's and until we meet again. <laughs> Dwight, good work uh, tonight. Oh, oh, I just shined the light in her eye. No, with the music and the cues, but. <laughs> um, all right, so. We have five awards. It is uh, lower than last year. We had seven. But, hey, shortened season, shortened award show. Exactly. Uh, so we have team of the year, guest of the year, disappointment of the year, and outro of the year, and the new, the newest league of the year. As we expanded our palette this year, and and the, the award show is the award nominees are going to say that as well. They're going to show that as well. So we'll dive right in. It's team of the year. The nominees are the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series, the Padres for being so damn fun, the Rakuten Monkeys for being our intro to these new leagues, and the NC Dinos for being a wagon in the KBO. How? What jumps off the the, the page to these teams for you for these for these nominees? 
So I think all of them have a deserving spot, but the Dodgers, for me, jump off the page. The Dodgers have been mired in that Buffalo Bills type of, you know, getting to the biggest stage and not finishing. And they finally got the monkey off their back in 2020. We're able to win a World Series. Um, so congrats to the Dodgers. Clearly the best team in baseball. And I think there's many more rings to come in their near future. So uh, I think shaking that mini, I don't want to call it a curse, but that mini headache of not being able to finish, uh, I think that poise, they're poised to go on a run for the next three, five years. Yeah, and, and the Dodgers are great. My, my vote went for the NC Dinos because they, it, it literally felt like every time I went to their Twitter and checked for a box score, it was a W. And, and at the end of the day, they got the, the last W, and, and they got to, to wield, I mean, Excalibur, for shit's sake. <laughs> I mean, the, the best trophy in all of sport. And Sword, sword, give me a sword! <laughs> <laughs> and so let's go to the envelope. The Gappy, the first Gappy of 2021 for Team of the Year. It's the NC Dinos. Love it. So con- congrats to the Dinos. A good start to, to, to my ballot, at least. Um, we'll move on to the next award. It is Guest of the Year. We had four guests this year. They were all fantastic. So, so no matter who the Gappy goes to, we want to make sure we thank all our guests and all our future guests for... for being part of our, our awesome show and 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 just having fun with us. So the nominees in order of appearance: Joey Zanabani, the man you know from Twitter, uh, the the man with the most eccentric play-by-play calls, who, who who also dabbles in poetry. We learned the baseball Brit Joey Mellows, awesome story, awesome concept, awesome guy, awesome accent. Great accent. Great accent. Mitch Horacek, Twins prospect, and his agent, who was also nice enough to come along. Oh, yeah, Alex. Alex, yep. Alex, last name escaping. Oh, Hintz. Me. Alex Hintz. Alex Hintz, thank you. And last but not least, the man that introduced us to the CPBL and gave us life in, in, <laughs> in, 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 in choosing our team and letting us know that we picked the potential wagon in the Rakuten Monkeys, Rob from CPBLStats.com. Um, first of all, again, thank you to all of our guests. What, what guest jumped off the page for you this year? We had some good guests, and it would be easy to, to pick any of them. I, you know, we had a great conversation with Mitch before, uh, right before baseball was officially announced coming back. We had an awesome conversation with Joey on, um, I'm sorry, the baseball Brit, uh, you know, just talking about the KBO when that was announced. But I think you have to give it to Rob um, from Go CPBL Stats because that was at a time where we didn't think we were getting sports here in the States for a while. And it turned out to be true, but we didn't think we were going to get sports at all in 2020. And the CPBL was courageous enough to take the diamond. And you and I were both just full, went full bore into it. And we had no fucking clue what we were watching. Aside from the fact that it was baseball, there was so many things that were different about that league versus what we're used to. And Rob was kind enough to basically be our 
anchor in getting us the information we needed on the fly. Um, and it was a great way to promote CPBL to our fans here, uh, as well as kind of spread the word. So I, I do think that, you know, give us a little credit, humble brag. We helped spread the word of CPBL when no one else was. And a huge thanks goes out to Rob for giving us that platform. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going to echo that sentiment, sentiment because the CPBL as a whole was such a foreign thing that we didn't, I mean, we, we did not know it existed. No, we didn't. And then all of a sudden, it's this new league thrust in our face. There's four teams. We got elephants, unilions, brothers, and monkeys. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me when we had Joey Zanabani on, who was set to be the the, the voice of the uh, of the independent league. Uh, it was, it was something Cardinals, who's going to be a, a voice of independent league baseball, that in two months, you're not going to have baseball, you're not going to have any semblance of a season coming, but you're going to hop onto this Taiwanese league that you've never heard of and, and strap in because it's going to be fun. And... I mean, I would have spit in your face. If you would have told me we'd be in the state we're in now. But the, the CPBL gave us life. And it gave us something to bet on, something to watch, and something to joke about. Mm-hmm. And I am forever ingrated to the the CPBL fans and their league, and especially Rob, for, like you said, introducing us to the game. So let's grab the envelope, and we're going to make it official. It is Rob from CPBL Stats at GoCPBL on Twitter, and man, oh man, again, can't thank him enough. Can't thank the CPBL enough. Disappointment of the year, the next (laughs) Gaffey Award. Speaking of the CPBL, (laughs) the Rakuten Monkeys, the team that, I mean, we went an an episode week Without a monkey's loss, they were seven and zero to start the year, and and I mean, I don't root for the Yankees, so to me, I was like, it was like the meme with the guy in the butterfly. I was like, is this success? Like, <laughs> is this like rooting for the Yankees? <laughs> is this what a World Series feels like? <laughs> And then they fell off the face of the earth. They didn't win the first half championship despite having – it was something like – they had like a, an eight-game lead at one point in the division. Yeah. Well, they like we, we called it – and I think Rob mentioned it too when we were talking to him. The Monkeys – because he, he was the one that told us because we had decided the Monkeys were our team before really getting into the league. Um, and then Rob had told us – yeah, I would probably bet on the Monkeys just because they're going to score the most. And he did mention, but their pitching is not great. And that proved to be the case. That proved to be the case indeed. And the the pitching fell off the face of the earth, and then the offense stagnated. And that was that. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm making a category up right now, but I would say the best surprise was the CPBL girls. They were nice to watch. <laughs> All right, I actually, I actually have some nominees for we'll call it surprise of the year, 
and uh, we'll <laughs> we will <laughs> that'll be the next award we do. So we're making awards on the fly here. So we're up to <laughs> six. <laughs> so then, uh, the other nominees for disappointment of the year: the Washington Nationals coming off a World Series, um, and, and then just I mean they had a, just had a poor year. There's no two ways about it. Poor performance, indeed. And I know it was a shortened season, but very, very poor. 26 and 34 in a 60 game season, a minus eight run differential. Um, and they were uh, they were three games under 500 against teams with a record over 500. So just any way you slice it, they, they were as as bad against good teams as they were against bad teams, and they were a bad team themselves so that's what lands the nationals on this list the phillies coming in with high expectations and high hopes another year of bryce harper they missed the playoffs um they go 28 and 32 a minus five run differential 13 and 20 against teams over 500 and last but not least Uh one robert manfred (laughs) for bumbling multiple attempts at a season and in my opinion proposing some awful rule changes that could potentially alter how baseball is done for the immediate future your thoughts on the nominees um i mean strict i I could get on the bandwagon with manfred stuff I'll let you have a whack at that because I know you're you're thinking about it. But I'm going to go with the Nationals. Everything you just mentioned is an indicator of a bad team. And I'm not sure they were ever a great team. I think that World Series run they had a couple years ago was more of a mirage than anything. That might have been a flash in the pan. Because when you look at how this team is built, they should be good. Uh, I know they lost Anthony Rendon. But it's not like he lost Jesus Christ himself. It's fucking Anthony Rendon. He's not Mike Trout. Um, th- like I get it. He's a good hitter and a, he's a he's a good bat. But Christ, I mean, when you have a pitching rotation with the top three of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, uh, most would expect you to compete, and they just flat out sucked. So uh, that's a huge disappointment. I think that was really more of an eye opener as an, a true indicator of what this team is. Moving forward, and we'll see because this they're, they've been busy in the offseason. they got Schwarber and Josh Bell, so clearly they're addressing some needs with the offense. But until they put it together again, uh, I don't, I'm not convinced. I think this was a huge disappointment, but more so uh, a rude awakening for most Nationals fans out there. Yeah, and I, I'm going to com- completely echo those thoughts. Now let's go to the envelope. The winner, Rob Manfred uh, another just I mean to me Rob Manfred is just such a disappointment and, and was such a disappointment this year and like I Still feel is. like yeah I feel like he had the opportunity to grow the game in, in this time of quarantine and, and when you were literally the only dance in town at one point mm-hmm. and I mean, people were looking for a bar, and he was the only one with a liquor license. And he said, mm, we're going to be open from about 7 to 
and you can only enter if you're wearing a blue shirt. And on Tuesdays, that shirt has to have, have an eagle on the tag. Like, <laughs> that was a weird analogy, but I also think it tracks. Yeah, I, I think the way, and you're right, he, he completely fumbled everything leading up to them having a season. They should have started playing earlier in June, uh, and that's what Mitch had mentioned to us, too. So we were all kind of waiting on pins and needles for sports to come back because you're right. I mean, around that time there was so much, and this again, we were the pandemic, all the lockdowns, they started happening. I want to say mid March, early April. And once you saw all the sports kind of like just stop, um, you and I, that's when we found CBPL, but the whole country was just kind of like, all right, well, what the fuck do we do is, and that's just a month and a half away from sports. And then you extend it even further to late July, and you're like, okay, like we need something. And the MLB came back, but it wasn't like they came back to thunderous applause or anything like that. It was almost like a begrudging, like, fuck. I mean, people were almost reluctant to watch it just because it was the only thing on. Had Manfred sacked up and done the right thing right out of the gate, had his collective bargaining agreement in place and been more proactive in that, we would have had baseball, and baseball likely would have grown immeasurably to prepare mm-hmm. for the 2021 season because all the loss of revenue, all the loss of interest is directly correlated to the lack of leadership from Manfred in the commissioner's office. And the fact that he it was blind to seeing that just boggles the mind. So I think baseball is in a very, very tough spot moving forward in the future. And I think you have Manfred to thank for that, but they could have capitalized and they didn't. Exactly. And, and that's, to me, that is why he got my vote for disappointment of the year all right surprise of the year to me these all come from the cpbl it is the cpbl girls (laughs) nominee number one the english broadcasts on twitter (laughs) to me that was a surprise i thought i was gonna have to jump through hoops to find them and last but not least you had (laughs) that well actually no not last but not least the mascots I like the mascots. Because we had some intense mascots in the CPBL. And if you even want to go to the KB, K, uh, the KBO, you had Swole Dino. I can't remember his actual name. <laughs> the Swole Dino. Oh, my gosh. It might have just been Swole. It could be just Swole. Godzilla? NC Dino's mascot name. Swole Daddy. That was his name. <laughs> yep, Swole Daddy. Oh, I, my God. I knew it. I could not think of it. But Swole Daddy, the mascot. Um, and then last but not least, the the CPBL hot pot in the stands meal. That threw me for a loop. And to me, I'm, I'm just going to, you can pick the winner from here, but I'm pretty sure I know the direction you're going in. I love the CPBL girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't contain it. Uh, that was the biggest surprise. That was the most pleasant surprise uh, because – we were watching these broadcasts, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest, the, the games were entertaining at the time, but the, the talent, I guess the talent gap uh, between that and the MLB, what we're used to, was quite noticeable. So how do we distract you from the talent level that you're watching? Let's just throw some hot-ass Taiwanese girls uh, handing out hot pot in the stands to mascots. Uh, that'll, that'll get you going. Um, so that got me going, and it kept me entertained. I could not agree more um yeah i'm i'm with it i am on the 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 cpl girl bandwagon so yes. surprise of the year and it's not close 
outro of the year. We are we we have fun with our outros. We Last do. year we had some great ones. This year I'm gonna be straight. We weren't as sharp with our outros this year. Well, then again, the world wasn't too sharp with anything, so that's fair. That's fair, we but can I think be forgiven. We, we can put our hand up and take some accountability here. We weren't we weren't as good as we should have been. No, we weren't. That being said, last couple weeks we've had some heaters. Mm-hmm. The first nominee comes from last week's episode. The Adam Sandler wedding singer, Someone Kill Me Please, after I go through my heartbreak with Francisco Lindor, and then you add in the fact that Linda is the name of the girl he's singing to, that is an outstanding recipe for <laughs> for an outro. Everything fell into place on that one. That, it did. That was just that was too good to 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 leave off of this short but sweet list. Exactly. The other one comes from two weeks ago's episode, and it is the Fahudore, the Grinch music. <laughs> <laughs> An episode that got off the rails as quickly as an episode could get off rails. Um, And there's just something about that music that brings you back to your childhood, but I will never look at the same way ever again. No, because now when I hear it, I'm looking at Cindy Lou who sexed out on a a motorcycle with her ass out um, with hair. Hey, and you know what? Here's the thing. Not a bad image. It's a great, for, it's a great for, for being honest about it, there are. I'd much rather think about Cindy Lou Who like that than Cindy Lou Who in her in her Whoville makeup. No, I mean, one hundred percent. But it's tough because you know I grew up with the Grinch, uh, the cartoon especially. It was one of my favorites to go uh, to, to go watch. Waiting for Santa. And now I'm just going to be thinking of Cindy Lou Who rolling in on a fucking Harley with her tits hanging out. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, it's, for me, it's the Cindy Lou Who, it's the Grinch. <laughs> I'm not even wasting the time with the envelope. Cindy Lou Who, the Grinch wins it. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, last one. She's been very one. naughty. She ha- She made the naughty list, to say the least. <laughs> Does Cindy Lou Who have an OnlyFans? Oh. You know what? I'm not going to check. I'll check. I'll take that. (laughs) I'll take the bullet. Don't worry. (laughs) Last but not least, League of the Year. Obviously, the MLB, the CPBL, and the KBO are the nominees. They all hold a special place in our heart. MLB obviously being the one we follow closest. KBO being the one that our team won in. And CPBL being the one that I think, I don't think it's any stretch of the imagination to say we had the most fun with this year. Yeah, I would say that. I think MLB easily could have taken this award had they started earlier without so much drama. Exactly, because here's the thing. If MLB started on time, or I don't know, one of the one of the first 13 plans they came up with, then there would have been, in the nicest way possible, no need for us to chase that another league yeah two other leagues really two uh, yeah yeah you're 100 percent right and then when you 
I mean, to to me, this is this makes this award even more obvious because the one that pulled us from those depths of despair was the CPBL. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I'm out. No, for that reason, it's to me it's the CPBL and it's not particularly close. No, I mean the CPBL gave us hope at a time where there was none. Uh, in a year where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And for, I'm forever grateful for that. And I think, you know, it, it was so fun waking up early and having baseball on. There is nothing quite like eating a morning donut and being in the seventh inning of a ball game. Yeah, I mean, I'm making coffee and we're already at the seventh inning stretch and the CPBL girls are handing out hot pots. So I, I felt like that was a great way to, to just start the day. And it's, it's weird because, you know, as we entered this new 2020, this year, 2021, with the season supposed to be starting on time in, in March or April, um, you know, obviously I, I don't think the CPBL is going to broadcast the way they did with 11 sports on Twitter again because the need or the demand for it is probably not going to be there. So in a sense, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think that's why the CPBL wins the League of the Year for me. Yeah, and I, and I think that's very well put, and it's very accurate. Um, so that wraps up the 2021 Gappy Awards. Uh, we'll just hit some quick news here before we, 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 we sign off for today. Uh, Corey Kluber's workout, 25 team, teams of 10. They say he was 88 to 92. What do you think about Corey Kluber? I'll tell you what. I saw the report that he's farthest along in terms of some of the other pitchers coming off injury. And, and it makes sense. He's had the most time to recover because he only pitched, what, one game with the with the Texas Rangers? I think one inning. One inning, yeah. So uh, I, I was putting that nicely. But um, he... The pedigree's there. You know when he's on, he's on. The The red flag is obviously the injuries, and also the fact that he wasn't in top form prior to being traded to the Rangers. So there is some cause for concern there. However, it's not very often that teams are going to get a chance to sign this guy to a, not a minimum, but a very small one-year, two-year max deal. Uh, a very team-friendly deal. Very te- Yeah, very team-friendly is a good way to put it. You're not going to have this opportunity. So I would be super surprised if he's not one of the first pitchers off the board in free agency, uh, especially following this workout, because I think teams are impressed. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see the Yankees put a bid in for him because they could use some arms in that rotation. My heart can't handle that. That would be fun, huh? If, if both your boys were in New York. My heart cannot handle that. I don't think you understand what I'm telling you right now. Somebody kill me. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I think Kluber's going to, like I said, I think he's going to be the first shoe to drop um, before we start getting some of the bigger deals. Because it, it always feels like someone has to sign that we weren't expecting for the other dominoes to fall. So I think once Kluber signs, then you're going to start seeing the momentum pick up because we're already in mid-January, and Trevor Bauer still has not signed. JT Romuto still has not signed. Um, A lot of these top free agents still have not signed. So someone needs to pull the trigger, and Kluber coming off injury is probably eager to get a deal in place. So I think you're going to see the market heat up because of this now. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And I think it's just so... I mean, you talk about dominoes falling in free agency. 
And if Kluber can find himself in a team-friendly deal, man, that's going to just be such a boost to somebody. And I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody. By the way, uh, our tw- the, the Breakdown's Twitter voted, I am not allowed to be a Mets fan. Well, um, let's never say never. Uh, 53% of the people decided that I talked too much. Mm. Well, we weren't very fair to the Mets leading up to we this. Were, we were not fair. We were, we were harsh. To say the least. To, to put it lightly. Yeah. So, I'm in need of a new team. I Mets told you, Twitter. we can fit you for pinstripes following this this uh, recording. I, I can, I can't, I can't do that. All right, well, enjoy your miserable life being a Tigers fan based on those results you got last week. Stop. Don't do this to me. <laughs> You'll, you're going to earn your stripes one or the other. <laughs> have fun with fucking... Who, who do they even have? Casey That's Mize? A, and see, that, okay, the Tigers? I thought you were talking about the Indians for a second. Both. Uh, you could put them together, and I don't think they could beat the Mets right now. No. No, they could. Uh, so, speaking of chips that fall in free agency, Kyle Schwarber to the Nationals, one year, 10 mil. Thoughts? Uh, talk about team-friendly deal. Uh, this deal right now was, I think this deal was made with the expectation that the DH is going to be in the NL because there's no other reason for the Nationals to sign him. Their outfield seems to be pretty much set going into this year. Um he just adds another dimension for them to potentially platoon with Bell uh, around that DH spot. Because Bell sucks in the field, too. Let's be let's be honest. Um, it gives you a lefty bat. I like the signing if the DH is there. If not, I think it's wasted money. But then again, it's team-friendly. You're only paying $10 million for yeah, a premier it, power Yeah, it, it is team-friendly. Sorry, I, I, I didn't catch the end of that. What would you say? I just think it's, it's one of those things, if... If the DH is, is in place again, it's a great deal. If the DH is not in place, it's not a great deal. Simply put. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that, you know, as of now, it, I don't think it's going to change for this 2021 season, but th- there's not going to be a DH, which I think is another misfire by our disappointment of the year. Mm-hmm. And so with that, be, with that all, with, that all in mind, if I knew how to talk, um, I, 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 I can wrap my head around what they're thinking, but I don't think it's going to work out the way they're expecting it to. No, I can smell what they're stepping in, but I, I don't think this is a great, I don't think this is a good fit for him. Personally, I thought Schwarber was best suited for an American league team Agreed. with the uncertainty with the DH rule moving forward. Uh, that division's not easy either. There's some good pitching in that division, so he's mm-hmm. gonna have to navigate through some tough, some really tough starting pitchers. Um, so I, I just I don't like the fit for Schwarber so much as I don't like the signing by the Nationals. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think like you know we talk about who won this deal, who won that deal. I think it's possible that both sides lost this. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a clear winner. I think it just kind of muddies the waters more. Uh, for playing time now because you have to justify giving that guy $10 million for the year. And if he's not playing every day or close to it, you know, who does that, who's, who's 
going to, who's exposed because of the Schwarber signing now? Who is left out of that rotation or that platoon? Uh, it's gonna it's a head scratcher because you're you're sacrificing defense now essentially for more runs. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's an interesting way of putting it, and, and you're not wrong. Hmm, I like that. Um, do we got any other news? I think those are the two big headlines that stood out to me. It was Kluber and Schwarber. Uh, I saw Liam Hendricks signed with the Chicago White Sox. We'll talk about that. Yeah, Liam Hendricks. So uh, I mean, it's a good fit. It's a really good fit. That's a, this is one of those under the radar signings that gets lost in the shuffle because I don't think a lot of people, aside from like real baseball fans, know who Liam Hendricks is. Yeah, and the casuals do putting not. him on a team like Chicago in a, in a weak division. This, this is this is a great fit. Um, Chicago is a young up and coming team. Their bullpen had some issues. This fortifies the back end of that bullpen. Now you can focus on other spots in that team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they gave him a hell of a deal. So they, they definitely saw the value in him when they signed him. So, And then another deal that, that might be under the radar, uh, Pedro Baez going to the Astros on a uh, two-year with third club option worth 10 mil. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Pedro Baez is Pedro Baez anymore. That makes sense. I like. I, I just. I don't think. I, yeah, I'm it looking does, at it does make sense, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at the numbers. He's a good late game option, but I think the Astros are in need of a legitimate closer at this point, more so than another, another good but not great back end option. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm just going to be interested to see what the American League looks like this year, realistically. It's going to be weird because the the reigning American League champs seemingly are in roster flux again. Um, the usual suspects are not exactly going to be lining up as competitive. And like, If the Yankees lose out on LeMahieu, Tanaka, and Paxton, all of them, uh, I would I would not put the Yankees in the upper echelon of the league. Um, I think the Red Sox are going to be bad again. The you're you're looking at teams that could come out of the woodwork a little bit. I think the White Sox are going to be improved. Uh, aside, the Indians are not going to be the what the Indians have been the last five years. No, that's true. Uh, the West, I, again, I think the West still belongs to Oakland. Um, Houston will be competitive, but after their season last year, I mean. They were lucky that they were expanding playoffs because they should not have been in the playoffs last year. And then you add in the fact that they're going to lose Springer. Yeah. Uh, the the AL is going to be strange. There's a lot of parity in that league now. So we could see some surprise teams. I'm not saying that the Royals are going to shoot to the moon, but uh, there could be a team that was – like the Blue Jays are a team that I'm keeping an eye on right now. I think the Blue Jays could be very improved. I mean, we've talked how much we do like that young Blue Jays core. Yeah, it's uh, the it's the daddy daycare, <laughs> the family affair, yeah. if you will. So it could be a, a weird uh, but new look uh, next year, at least for just next year. And I like the changing tide of baseball. I think that's what makes baseball so great is you don't have Patriots type dynasties 
teams lose, teams go up and down. Granted, teams like the Yankees, teams like the Red Sox don't stay down for long, but they have downs. Yeah, I mean... That's a sentence that could be taken out. <laughs> they, they do have their uh, their lulls, uh, is a better way of saying it. Thank you. No, but the aside from, you know, like we were talking about with the A's, I think the A's are definitely the best team in the, the American League at this point. Um, but then after that, a lot of it is just kind of up to chance, and we'll see what happens. If the Yankees can retain at least LeMayhew, it, it puts them back to where, not, you know, as the second best team, but it puts them in the mix. But aside from the, the A's, I don't see another team that jumps out as like, okay, th- this team is an absolute wagon because there aren't any right now. So are the A's the American League favorite right now? I would say so. I would I would bet heavily on the A's to win the American League, um, at least best record in the American League. Boy, how weird does that feel? Just, just say it out of your mouth and just bleh. I know because I always rip on the A's too. I never want to pick them because they're like for me they're always that weird. They're so uncertain. I never know. They're where little to brother. It's uh, I. I'm trying to think of like another team that I would take. Like I, I don't like the Astros after losing spring. I don't like the Astros after the way they ended their season last year. I'm not talking about the postseason. The Rays are stripped of so much talent right now. They're in flux. The Blue Jays are a nice dark horse candidate. The White Sox, are not, again, are probably the favorite to win that division because I think the Twins got worse because they lost a couple pieces already. Like, you're really looking at the the A's and the White Sox, as crazy as that sounds. like Those are the two teams that I would give a postseason appearance to right now just looking at the way they're architected on paper. Good for the American League for... You know, just being uh, distributive of playoff berths because, you know, it, it it got it did get a little lonely at the top for the last few. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I, I I think it's gonna be interesting to to. I, I'm I'm excited for this season just as a whole. I am too. I'm excited that reportedly and at this point we can look at 162 games. Everything will happen on time. You have to assume that sometime in the summer, fans will be back, um, just the way things are going, especially with the vaccine rollout. I, I would, I don't know if I want to bet, but I would be remiss to discount the fact that enough people are going to get this vaccine. And Let's put it this way. It, you're, you, I wouldn't put a bet down on it, but it's one of those things that... I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet it, but I'm still expecting it to go a certain outcome. Exactly, yeah. So I think by June, you'll start seeing it get back to normal, and hopefully by that time, we can go catch a game live. Um, and, you know, from there, we'll see how it happens. But I'm just happy that baseball is going to be back, and we don't have to deal with any of this fucking bullshit with CBAs. Agreed, and I cannot wait to be done with CBA talking. Granted, it's a long way out, mm-hmm. but... We haven't even started CBA talk here, and I'm already ready for, ready for it to be done. Yep. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes another episode of Gap to Gap. Thank you guys so much for listening, and um, until next time, I mean, think about this for a second. Just close your eyes and listen to it. Think about this. Next week, we got Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and then a month from now, pitchers and catchers. Yeah, uh, it's knock, knock on wood right now. Good. Pitchers and catchers, baby. Pitchers and catchers report, uh, when is it, mid-February? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got a month uh, between now and then. And then, honestly, like, one of my favorite times of the year 
is spring training, just watching baseball get back. I know how crazy that sounds, but like I just love watching spring training as the weather starts to warm up. It's just a nice nostalgic feeling. So I, I really hope that doesn't get taken away from us like it did last year. Agreed. Agre- well, pitchers and catchers did not get taken away from no, us. No, but spring training did because I remember watching some of those games and feeling like, oh, baseball is coming back. And I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> yeah. That was the problem. Yes. That was not fun. When baseball went LOL psych. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that sucked. So, uh, yeah. yeah, knock on wood, but so far, so good. Exactly. All right, until next time, we're out. Thanks for listening to the Gappies. Thanks for listening to our show. See you next week. Later. Baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. Chili's baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce.